God's will is not a tightrope to be walked. That's what most people imagine, is that you're trying to walk on this tightrope, and if you don't have it perfect, you're going to fall off, you're going to get hurt, and it's going to be a disaster. But really, God's will is an open field with many destinations around this field. You can go in any direction, and God will guide you in the right way. You're a man of strong passion, a warrior of great courage, designed and created to conquer, to crush it in singleness and marriage. To master fatherhood, finance, and health, you were made to reign in life. Gentlemen, welcome to the Made to Reign podcast where we engage men where they are, we empower them with truth, and encourage them on their walk. Welcome to episode 024. Man, we're getting there, guys. And and you know what? It's not about the numbers because there's some podcasts out there with 470-something episodes and they're doing it big. But just knowing that this is a personal victory. Guys, I have three children and I'm married and I have a really good marriage. And so to be able to set us time side, to be able to do these podcast episodes, to do videos, to be uh, available for people who are reaching out to me and, and, and meeting with other people like this takes a lot. So just getting to 24 episodes is a huge victory to me. And I'm so grateful for all of the listeners, everybody that's out there supporting me guys. Thank you. I've noticed that there's a, a, a nice increase and a nice spike in the amount of listeners. And I'm guessing that's because I started to get active on Instagram. I just want to give you a, a little background on that guy. So on October 26, 2012, I know the date because that's when I was coming home from seeing my then girlfriend, now my wife. I chose to delete all social media. So you can imagine like I went seven years without any social media. Like that's just what I had to do. I had to completely get rid of my past. Everything that was was me before had to just be deleted, right? And uh, that's just the radical step that I took to following Jesus into a different and a new type of relationship. And now that I'm back on it, I, I'm a totally different person. I'm a totally different man. And it feels so good to be engaging with people who are seeking God. I'm so humbled by some of the input that I have on DM, some people reaching out to me that are just wanting to know more, wanting to seek Jesus at a different level. And guys, I want to invite you, if you are looking for men to gather around you, if you're looking for community, what are you waiting for? Head over to madetorain.org and check out all of the resources that we have there. Not just the videos, not just the podcast, not just the blogs, but the fact that you can get in touch with a community of men and get an online life group to do life together. Like you're not meant to do life alone. You're meant to be in community. You're meant to be connected. And we want to get you there. We want to engage you where you are. And so I invite all of you right now, just head over there, madeterrain.org, and just look around. Find a group. Sign up for a group. Get on the waiting list. Guys, we can't wait to meet with you. If you haven't already followed us on Instagram, I invite you to get over there at Made to Rain. That's the handle again. That's Made to Rain, just like the name of the podcast. And again, I'm so humbled by the fact that people are finding us and then also reaching out. So guys, thank you for everybody that's following us. If you're not already doing so, do so now. Before we get into today's show, I want to ask you guys to head over to iTunes and leave a review right? So for small podcasts like these, like it helps a lot to be able to get in rankings, to get in front of people, get these podcasts in front of the right men. So you can do your part by heading over to iTunes and leaving a quick review of what you think about the show, what you think about me, what you think about this ministry. We would love to hear it. And I'd love to feature it in the next podcast episode. I've shared with you guys that God has really been testing my faith, my wife's faith, my family. We're just moving in a different direction in this breadcrumb journey. And today's guest actually has been 
doing the breadcrumb journey for probably two years now, right? So I love kind of laughing at him slash with him, not because I'm mean and I'm trying to be malicious, but because I'm like seeing what God is doing on the outside to him. It is not fun. It's painful experiences and it is, it requires a lot of faith, but to somebody on the outside to that can see like, Hey man, you're just way too close to the jar to see the label. And I see it for all of its glory. And man, is that some sweet stuff. And guys, I just want to read this uh, definition to you real quick. See, tension is the condition of being held in a state between two or more forces. And those forces are acting in opposition to each other, right? So tension is actually the thing that is responsible for helping us get ripped. Everybody talks about getting ripped in the gym. Well, what does that even come from? Well, tension builds that muscle because it rips out those muscle fibers so that new ones can get rebuilt. So, you know, tension must be a good thing. And still men do everything that they can to run away from it. Guys, I'm including myself in this. Like sometimes we can be the toughest badasses in the world. Like I'm a macho Marine. Like I got this. I'm a hike 15 miles in less than three hours. And I'm going to then take it to the enemy and do this, do that, the other. And sometimes we divert a little bit from that attitude and we get realistic about this part of us that is just human, right? The fact that we can sometimes falter and run away from tension is not a bad thing. It's just be cognizant of it. My next guest, his life displays the amount of tension that God has been applying on his faith, his family's faith. I'm so proud to call him my friend. He is a missionary to the nation of France, full-time missionary being sent off hopefully here by the end of 2020. He's an amazing worship leader. He's a young father and a young husband. I want to introduce to you my friend, Mr. John Whited. John, what's going on, my friend? Not much, Ray. I'm glad to be here. Dude, I am so happy to finally have you on because I went back through my text messages and I saw that we have been talking about this since I think July, actually getting you on here. Yeah, man. It's been a long time. Yeah. So I've been waiting for this for a long time. Why don't you go ahead and tell our guests why it is that uh, in August we weren't able to get together? What happened? Well, in August, we had another life-changing moment for the Whited family. We introduced our second baby into the family. Nice. Dude, what's his name? What's we that? have another boy. His name is Cadence, and he is born two days ahead of our firstborn, uh, Caleb. So now they get to battle over the birthdays when that month comes around. Dude, I love that you did that because I have... My three children are all born in February, all within the, th- the all within the same thirteen days, and uh, I all two years apart. So I know I'm going to have the same thing, and I'm glad I'm not the only one. But uh, no, seriously, <laughs> man, so happy to have you on and talk about a little bit of your story and what is going on with you right now. I'm more interested in telling our guests and showing our guests um, kind of what young men like you are doing, man, and what you and your family are committing yourselves to. So uh, real quick, just go ahead and tell our listeners who you are, uh, something personal about you, just what you enjoy, what your hobbies are, uh, what you do, anything else that you'd like to share. Kick it. Yeah, man. Well, I'm glad to be here. Um, so a little bit about myself. My name's John Whited, and I am a missionary with my wife and family. Uh, we are on our way to France. Um, we are going to be helping out a Hillsong Church over there. Um, they have a campus there in the city of Lyon, and we're going to be a part of some other churches as well. As we see the spirit of unity growing inside that city, we're really looking forward to being part of connecting a lot more churches and having them all work together. But um, my wife and I, we've been worship leaders for a while. Um, I've been doing worship probably since the day I accepted Christ. I took all my music talents and just turned it towards him and gave it to him, and he's 
taking it the rest of the way. Um, aside from that, um, I've been an audio guy through, throughout my uh, career, throughout or different careers um, and different different vocations in that manner. But uh, nothing too special about me. I'm just an average guy, and I am out there to affect the world with the gospel of Christ in every possible way I can. Bro, don't even start with that. I'm just an average guy. You're an all-star, my friend, and I don't want to hear it. You decided with your family. I remember, man, I remember this. It was uh, in August, I guess, before your child was born. I'm pretty sure it was August. You gathered all of your friends together and you decided to share the news that you guys were going to move out of your house and you were going to be full-time missionaries to France. Like, where did that come from? What was actually going on behind the scenes? And how did you say, yes, Lord, in the middle of like already, you know, having a small child, you know, you have your, your young wife, like you're still just figuring out, you just bought a house. What, tell me about that. Well, man, it was a crazy cyclone of events through the whole thing, but about Seven years ago, when my wife and I met and started dating, um, we had decided from the start, like, I knew that I was going to be a full-time missionary at some point in my life, and she knew that she was going to be a full-time missionary at some point. And so when we started dating and talking, we're like, hey, we're both called to be missionaries. Why don't we link up together and let's do this together? And so we prayed it through, and God was like, yes, I want you guys together for this. So long story short, we got married, and uh, we kept pursuing missions. We went on several mission trips um, throughout our our first several years of marriage. Um, And every time we'd go to a country, we would always ask, God, is this the place that we're supposed to be? Uh, We want to know if this is the one that you have called us to. And we went to multiple countries over in uh, Asia, over in uh, Central America, even over to Europe. And out of all the places we kept going— uh, we didn't feel that God was calling us to any of them. It was about our, I don't know, sixth trip in, and we were going back to Spain for the second time, and we were so stoked thinking, this is the place. God is calling us to Spain because we've got some really good friends over there who are missionaries, and we really love the atmosphere and the culture, and let's go over to over there and let's do it again. And so while we're in the middle of this trip, we just ask God, God, is this the place? And we really felt God say, no, it's not. And so we were discouraged and we pulled back and we're like, God, what are you doing, man? It's been years. We know we're called to be missionaries. So what's going on? What are we doing? Where are we going? How, how is this going to play out? And during that trip, at one point, um, Kelly had went to do some ministry in one part of the town and we went to do ministry in another, me and some other guys. And so when we got, when we were separated, Holy Spirit asked me, Hey, if you could go be a missionary anywhere in the world, where would you want to be? And my answer was France, in part because I've got a little French uh, ancestry in me, and I've always loved French French culture. I've always loved um, the language, everything about it. I visited there um, when I was younger, and I was like, if I could go anywhere, I'd love to be in France. Well, it turns out Holy Spirit did the same thing for Kelly. Um, He asked her during the middle of whatever she was doing on that particular day. And she was like, I would go be, I would go to France because she's an artist. She loves that culture. She loves French um, history and all that. And so uh, we came back to our hotel that evening and I told her like, Hey, Holy Spirit asked me this question. Um, If I could be a missionary anywhere, where would I go? And I said, France. And she was like, that's unbelievable because the same thing happened to me. If I could go anywhere, it would be France. And so we were like, well, let's, take us back home and let's pray about it. Let's fast about it. So we did. And after a month or so, we're like, yes, this is 
what God is calling us to. All the doors started opening up. We started making connections in all the right places. And so we decided from that point on, let's go. Well, that was a few years before you and I got together and we had our friends over and we announced that we were actually making that move. It was um, a big transition in between that whole time where we moved out of our home church for a time. He was calling us to be worship leaders at one place. And so we went over there and we helped out a church for a time. And then God said, okay, your time is up here. I'm going to move you out. And so we took that up and we made the move. Uh, we left that vocation and God opened up all the doors for us to, to start making the connections in the city of Lyon, where he's called us to with Hillsong and some other ministries and churches there. And so we are full throttle pulling forward. And in the midst of all of that, we had our first child. We just had our second child. And I can't tell you, like, it has been a whirlwind of faith and decisions all over the place. God, what are we going to do now? God, where is this going to come from? How are we going to do that? And the whole time it's like, I've got no other option. God is my only option the entire time. And so in the past year or more since the time that we left that vocation, it has been a nonstop, well, God's got this. He's got it. He has to have this because I have no answers for the situation that we're in or where we're going. And so that's where we are today, living by faith, waiting for the doors to open up at just the right time. And again and again and again, he keeps doing it. He keeps opening up all these different doors at just the right time, Right, usually right before we lose our patience and we're, hey, God, what are you doing? Come on, let's get this going. And he's like, ah, it's just not there yet. Okay, now's the time. And then we're at that point, we're finally like, yep, we're exhausted. We're depending on you completely instead of striving in our own strength. So in a kind of a big nutshell, that's kind of what's been going on the past year, three years, four years since God has called us to be uh, missionaries to France. Dude, and you guys have been so faithful in stewarding that word because what we naturally want to think is, well, we got the word, God spoke to us. So now we have to react. We have to respond to that and go do it. And the thing is, is that you're actually pointing to the opposite. You're saying that you actually cherished it in your heart. Uh, you, you thought about it, you prayed about it, you allowed doors to open. And now, even after you made the commitment, God is still molding and shaping you in ways that you don't actually think are, might be relevant because you're in the middle of it, right? You don't see the, yeah. uh, exactly how it's all going to pan out, but, uh, he is faithful and he is good, man. And I just want to share with you, man, every time we're praying for you, we're always praying for strength because what we see is like, when we go to the gym, we are targeting a muscle, right? We get in there and we're like, Hey, we're going to do arms together. We're going to do legs. And we want all of the fibers in our muscles to start to break and uh, start to, we want all the fibers in our muscles to start to rip. And that's where, you know, the saying, Hey, he's ripped comes from. And we know that by faith, our body is designed to make those muscles stronger. And that's how you are able to do more weight the next time. So we have seen over and over God just strengthening you guys because he'll test you in one area, stretch you to the point where like your, your faith muscles start to the weak ones start to break. And only in relying on him, do they strengthen for you to actually be able to overcome whatever it is. And so I just know watching you from the outside that this is all for a purpose and God is actually going to utilize you guys in an amazing way that you cannot understand right now. And it's so clear, man. Yeah. So again, bravo to you and to you and to your family, man, you guys are doing an awesome thing. So thank you. What, Thank you, man. Yeah, bro. I, I mean, honestly, love you so much and love everything that you're doing. But seriously, like, what are some of the doubts? 
that are coming at you right now in the middle of all of this? Like, where is the story or the script being written uh, by the enemy that's trying to inject these little lies and things like that? Well, quite honestly, it's no different than what someone else or anybody else would feel. Uh, Patience is one of the hardest things for humans to learn. And so this whole time, you know, we got the vision about France, what, four or five years ago when God gave us a word about this. And so since that time, we are like, right from the get-go, we want to just go, let's do this. Let's run towards this with everything we got. We are ready to sell our house and everything then and just move with it. Um, God said, it's not the right time. A year later, it's not the right time. A year later, it's not the right time. Finally, he says, okay, it's almost time. And we're like, yes, let's go, let's go, let's go, you know, like we'll go over there and have our children over there, you know, and everything else. And so patience has been one of the biggest um, stretching and and like you're saying, the muscles ripping. That's been one of the biggest areas because even now uh, we're we're still in America and we're so close to moving forward. But we are we know that where we are right now, God is still preparing us for what we're going to experience there which is great. We have a good positive uh, mindset about that. But at the same time, the opposite side of the balance scale is we're like, oh my gosh, can we just get there already? We want to get to work and be a part of what God has for us there. But you know, the whole time God is like, well, I still have things for you to do here until you get to there. Cause I want you to be able to have a long, uh, a long enduring ministry over there, not just get there and burn out because you weren't well prepared. So like I was saying, patience is one of the biggest things that's been testing us throughout this entire time. It's just, it, it wears you down, but at some point, like I was saying earlier, it's just you, you get to the point where God is your only option. He said and gave us a word that we are going to do this, and we have to follow him on that, and we have to seek him out on that. And so even when we get down to our worn down to a nub and nothing else, we have to rely on him and let him move us forward. So good, man. And the fact is, like, you're moving forward because he gave that word. And in his word, he also gives a provision. He gives the empowerment to be able to do it. Right. So you're just, you're mm-hmm. just getting in line with him and whatever he commanded. And that's where all the, all the uh, strength comes from. So well said, my yeah. friend. And um, something I had written down, you, uh, you had mentioned that this entire thing with uh, deciding, uh, sorry, uh, you mentioned that when it came to picking where it is that you and your wife were going to go, Holy Spirit asked you, where do you want to be? And you guys said France. Mm -hmm. Now, the one thing that comes to my mind as you shared that was that uh, more recently I was sharing with my wife that I think I want to be a pastor when I grow up. And uh, what ended up happening is like, I'm sharing with her, like, I feel like I want to do this, but I feel like it's the wrong thing because it's actually what I want. And the thing that makes me think that is because I often hear that uh, people say, oh, the last thing I wanted to do was be a missionary. The last thing I wanted to do was be an an intercessor. The last thing I wanted to do was be a pastor. And sure enough, here's where God has me. Right. And so I always attributed this thing of like sacrifice to the Lord as being something that you don't want to do. So if you don't want to do it, God will make you want to do it because that's God. And then you will be faithful and you in your own strength will go ahead and do that thing that you didn't want to do. But it doesn't sound like that's what it is right. at all. What do you got to say about that, man? Well, you know, it's it's funny you say that because a lot of times people look at God's will for their life as it has to be the most uh, sacrificial and have the most suffering uh, for it to be the right thing to do. 
when in reality, it's God's will for our lives. His, his personal plan for the individual is so much more in line with what our heart's desire is that a lot of times we neglect it, thinking, no, I'm, I, it's, it's not causing me enough pain. It, God's will for our lives shouldn't cause us pain. Yeah, there are places where we have to sacrifice, and there are places where it might cause us to suffer. Just like for my wife and I right now, the patience is causing the suffering, but of course, that's going to build our endurance so that we can have a long-lasting ministry. But that doesn't mean that the call for God's, uh, the call that God has in our life is meant to be this thing that we are, are, are going to abhor and like we don't want to be a part of it. God doesn't do that. He doesn't put us in a, his pathway to say, hey, I, I really love what you think you should do, and I want you to do this instead because I know you're going to hate it. That's not a good father. If he placed the, the desires in our hearts uh, to, to do ministry and to do great things for his name, then he's going to make it fun. He knows what we can handle, and he's not going to give us more than we can bear. He knows, I'm sure you've heard plenty of stories out there before of uh, missionaries and pastors that went through some really horrible life experiences, and God turned that around. Yes, he'll, that will happen sometimes, but we have to make sure that we have the right positive view of God and all of that. Like God is not the one that comes around and is like, oh, I want to throw this at you. Or I want to throw this at you. He's not the one that causes it. He's He might allow it for a time if he knows that you are going to pull through for it. It's not a, hey, I want to smite you and beat you up and make sure that you have the most bruises as possible so that you can fulfill my will. It's not that at all. One of the things that I was taught some years ago about God's will for our lives is that God's will is not a tightrope to be walked you, that's what most people imagine, is that you're trying to walk on this tightrope, and if you don't have it perfect, you're going to fall off, you're going to get hurt, and it's going to be a disaster. But really, God's will is not a tightrope. It's really an open field with many destinations around this field. You can go in any direction, and God will, will, will guide you in the right way. If you want to go in, in to the left, you can go to the left. You just have to make sure that you're following what God desires in your character and your personality to be like Jesus and pursuing that. Let's say, for instance, someone has a desire for homeless ministry. Okay, awesome. Pursue that. You have a passion for that. That's not a bad thing. God's going to help mold your character so that you can be better at, at serving the homeless and reaching more homeless and have a long, enduring ministry in that. Okay, let's say if you want to go in another direction, who's going to do the same thing? There, There is not a specific, for some people it might be exactly specific, like, hey, you are supposed to do this, such as Moses. You know, you are supposed to do this. I need you to save my people. But honestly, not everybody is Moses. Not everybody is Abraham. Not everybody is John the Baptist. Not everybody has a designated specific tightrope will for their lives that we have to follow. It's really, God says, hey, I designed you with so much creativity, with so much wonder inside of you, with so many good desires that you can go and do all these amazing things, and I want to go along with you for the ride, for the journey. I want to help you. I want to mold you so that you can be most beneficial in this world while you're here doing just that. It's a matter of keeping God in perspective, but not being fearful that he's out to smite or destroy what we want. Dude, I heard this saying before that it was... it. In God, it's all a yes until it's a no. And I think that goes in line with what you're saying because so much of, of our lives, we 
it's easy to just ask God, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Because we just want to be in alignment with you. And it comes from a pure heart, but we don't realize the full relationship that he's actually inviting us to. And I think that that's kind of what you're alluding to here is like when you're in tune with his heart, you can go a degree to the left and a degree to the right in the same field and you are still doing his will. Mm -hmm. You are still in, you're still representing him. You don't have to walk this, uh, this, you don't have to struggle across a a tightrope and, uh, say that this is the only way. So I think you said it best, man. That's a really, really good analogy, a tightrope versus an open field. I jumped to John 15, 15, uh, with something that you said, and it says, no longer do I call you servants for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. And dude, that's exactly the type of relationship that the father has been inviting us into in Jesus. Like no longer do we just have to be here like, God, what do you want me to do? Which way do you want me to go? Tell me what to do. Again, that's like an easy mentality. Just like, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Cause then I don't have to use my mind. I don't have to love you with all of my mind. Right. I don't have to love you with all of my actions. Right. I just have to just do whatever you say. Just be obedient. It's easy to see it with my kids. Right. So my children get to express their love for me by choosing of their own will to do the things that, yes, they'll be pleasing to me, but they're inside of their hearts, right? They're expressing themselves and also loving me. They don't just love me by just doing what I say and doing what I tell them. And if, if they were just kind of living a life where they were just obeying, 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 that's not real relationship, right? That's not a real expression of themselves. That's it's totally true. I, we're dealing with growing our, our toddler right now. And we're in that boundary area. Like, no, you can't do this. Yes, you can do that. Um, and he's trying to learn where the boundaries are for his life. And it's a lot of, some days it feels like, man, all I do is tell you not to do stuff. Stop doing this. Stop doing this. Stop doing this. Eat your food. Do this, you know, because he wants to do everything else that is not he's making a mess or, or throwing stuff or doing something he's not supposed to. But really, those days when he comes around and he's like... He runs up to me and is like, here, I cleaned up this and I want to put it in the trash. Like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Like you did this out of your own conscious decision. Not that I had to tell you to. It's amazing because if, if as a father, I'm like, oh, he's getting it. He's getting it. He sees the vision. Like he's, he's learning to be a young little man. It's so cool. It's, it's a great analogy. Exactly what you're saying that God doesn't want us to be Balkans, you know, like emotionless, like, yes, I'm just going to do whatever God tells me to do. We're not robots. He, he makes people creatively and wonderfully. And he wants us to have fun co-laboring with him and his vision and purpose. Dude, if you can go back right now and talk to your 20 year old self with all this wisdom, with all of this, not, you know, understanding that you have right now, you only had one minute to spend with yourself. What would you say? It would start with a swift kick to the rear end. <laughs> Man, I uh, it would that. be uh Um, if I could sit down with my 20 year old self for one minute, um, I think I'd want to instill as much courage and confidence in myself as I could. Um, myself personally, I didn't grow up with a, uh, father figure in the house. Uh, So growing up, I was always making my own decisions. Um, obviously tons of bad decisions and some great decisions. 
Um, so coming into college and through college and everything else, it was just a whirlwind where I didn't have anybody or any guidance in my heart about like, what should I be doing? Where should I be going? You know, is this a good decision to follow this career path or whatever it might be? I would have given, I would sit down with myself and say, be bold and be strong. Rely on God because he has everything figured out for your life. If you depend on him for it, he has your provision. He has your protection. He has everything in that manner. Because um, I know a lot of those young years, it was so much of me like wandering around in my uh, my decision-making process of like, well, if I do this, if I do that, if I do this. And I was just so unsure about so many things, uh, where to go and what to do and where to live and, and should I move back from to Ohio from Florida or after college and all this other stuff. It was so much of that. I wish I could just put more confidence and say, hey, keep going forward, stay the course. And I think that would have been a life changer for me at that point in my life. Dude, and you know, the funny thing is, is like, you're not far off from so many other men that I've asked this question to. Like, this is such a common thing where people say, I wish I would have just told myself to take more risks, to trust more, to just seek God and and like allow him to guide me, right? Give me more confidence and courage, kind of just like what you brought up. And it's funny because like, we'll look back at ourselves and almost like look down upon our inability at that time. But really it's just part of the human transformation. Right. The only right. thing is it like, really is. it would have just been a problem if, right, you go back 10 years to your 20 year old self and you're still the same person. Right. Like if there was yeah. no transformation yeah, of you from your 20s to your 30s, then we have a problem. But the fact that you're able to say that, man, I would just say like, hey, the rest of us feel the same way. And you're absolutely right, man. I agree with that. And I'm, uh, I'm reading this book called uh, Killing Lions right now, written by uh, John Eldridge and Sam Eldridge. And I was so impressed, man, with some of the, the way that they went about describing the young man's journey and the, and the young man's struggle. And a lot of this of what you're talking about is written in there and it's woven in there. It's this thought of like, you know, I want to do the right thing. I want to pick the right path. I want to be in the right place. But Dang it. I'm only 18, 19, 20 years old. My, my prefrontal cortex is not even fully developed. I'm supposed (laughs) to pick a job that's going to land me in the place where I want to be 40 years from now. And I'm supposed to have it all figured out. How realistic is that man? Right. All these great expectations. Yeah, exactly. So I I mean, I battle, I, I think I battle with, with this often with like this destination versus journey concept. Right. Like I'm always Uh thinking about like, where do I want to be? What is the destination I want to get to? But more and more, we just realize it's all part of a transformation and the transformation, the process is the journey. And my friend, you have been an awesome example of that. Like I have shared with you before, I kind of laugh at you, not because I'm like picking fun at you, but because I'm like, oh man, I can't wait for you to see the movie that's playing out in your life because like you're in the middle of it. So everything that's happening to you and Kelly is like hard, right? Cause you're in the jar, wow. you're in the middle of it, yeah. but like I'm outside of it. I can read the label and I know how good it's going to taste. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm glad somebody can see the outside of this whole thing. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. Like I, I'm just watching it. I'm seeing the transformation and the growth and it's been so awesome to just be alongside you guys, um, be friends with you guys and, and grow together. Um, and I actually want to know 
what are some things or some uh, pieces of wisdom that you would leave for young men who want to grow with other guys, with other people that just want to uh, get mentored, fathered? What do you got? For those young men, I would always recommend, this is something I didn't do very much from the start um, as a young man out of college is I didn't seek help. I didn't, not that we need help or any uh, specific things, but what I'm talking about is like, I didn't seek out someone to give me advice coming from a broken home, growing up, making my own decisions. I thought I had it all figured out uh, until college hit. And I was like, Oh my gosh, what is happening with my life? And I know so many other young men, just about all the other young men have that same feeling of like, I, I don't know what to do on some things and I'm too afraid to go ask somebody for help because pride gets in the way. Our testosterone levels are telling us that you've got it figured out, be a man and do it on your own. When in reality, we work better together. And so it was right after college. Um, I was living on my own and it was about time for me to move out of the apartment that I had stupidly gotten into because it was such an expensive apartment and nobody told me it was a bad idea. And I was thankful for the lease coming up and I was like, I don't know where to go because everything that I can afford is in a really bad part of town. And so it turned out that, um, some, this man and, uh, his wife in the church approached me and said, Hey, we have a couple extra bedrooms in our house. If you need a place to live, we, we would love to take you in. They had no idea of my life situation. In fact, they hardly even knew me. So I, I was like, I prayed about it and I said, yes, like I'll, let, I'll come with you guys for a while. Um, and that was right before I had met Kelly and um, uh, married her and everything. So it was a perfect time because this, uh, this old couple took me into their house and the man started mentoring me. Um, and started like teaching me every day. I'd see him working in his office and him handling uh, clients and not only from a business perspective, but spiritually he was talking with clients and then people would come to his house all the time, other men, and he had his own small group, uh, men's group. And it was so unbelievable to see and witness something I've never witnessed in my entire life of other men helping other men and being together and working together to be better men. And most young men, are in that situation of like, I don't want to ask somebody. I want to show the older men that I got this. I got this figured out. I'm going to get to that place. I'm going to be successful in everything that I do, whatever success is to them. And I'm going to do it on my own. When in reality, we'll go a lot farther together, but they don't realize that at such a young age because they probably weren't taught that. I know I wasn't taught that. Every guy I talk to, they all seem like they really know that working together goes further. So that's the one thing that I really encourage young men is don't be afraid to ask somebody, especially if they're older. Like if you see a man in the church or something that's like got things going in his life that you want for your life, go ask him. And I'm not talking about like, uh, oh, he's rich or he's got the fancy car or something. I'm talking about if, if you see a man in your church, like your pastor or or somebody that has a small group or something that has uh, that is mentoring people and has the wisdom to make life decisions that you think you can't. Go talk to that guy. Don't be afraid to ask. Seriously, because they're looking for the opportunity to pour into other young men, to give all their life wisdom into some other young man before their time comes. Don't be afraid to ask for that because they would love to give it to you. And you've got nothing to lose. Honestly, if you think your pride is worth saving, it's not. Go ask them. That's a great point, man. I sat down with Dr. Joe Martin from uh, Real Men Connect. It's a number one rated Christian men's podcast right now on iTunes. And uh, he gave me this quick little tip. He said, 
Find somebody who you admire, who you want to be like, just like you said. And you know what? You don't even have to be have that awkward conversation of, uh, will you will you be my mentor from time to time? You know, whatever that means, right? What does being my mentor even mean? Yeah. No, man. Just tell them, hey, would you like to go grab a cup of coffee? Would you like to sit down with me? I have a couple questions that I want to ask you about X, Y, and Z. And then he says, don't keep it too, don't keep him long, right? Make it kind of short. Take a little bit from it and uh-huh. then just tell him, hey, at the end of our conversation, you know, hey, uh, do you mind if I contact you in two or three weeks and tell you um, how I applied your advice and if it worked out? And, you know, just just uh, just thank him for his time and leave it there. And over and over and over again, those repeated interactions become mentorship. And you didn't the guy didn't even know he was actually mentoring you. Yeah, so right. well said, John, I, I think, man, this actually solidifies and in my mind, um, reaffirms my heart for this podcast, my heart for getting men together and saying, guys, we don't have to do this alone. We got to engage men where they are everywhere in life. Everybody's in a different walk. Everybody has their own stress bubble around them, whether it's children, young marriages, stressful jobs, you know, you're working on finances, fitness, you're working on, on developing this, developing that, breaking down these walls. Every man is in a different place. So engaging them where they are, empowering them with truth as we see it here in the gospel truth. That's, that's just innate. And in our, uh, it it is, uh, woven into the fabric of our being and then encouraging them on their walk with Christ, right? Not like bringing somebody just to the cross, but showing them how to carry their cross. And man, thank you for just reaffirming that because it shows like, you're right. You're putting it in different words. And I'm like, yes, that's it. That's why I'm doing this. That's why I want men to gather, to get together, to say, stop doing this alone. Let's get together with other people. Let's, uh, let's strive together. Um, so John, I, I want to be mindful a of your time and everything else that you got going on. But before I let you go, I want our men to go ahead and check out anywhere where they can find information about what you're doing um, and about what you have going on. Now, I'm going to put some links down below to everything that you say here. But guys, if you want to get um, into their or John, you can tell them like, can they get onto a newsletter? Can they like donate? Can they uh, become part of like your tribe? What's going on? Yeah, so we have uh, a couple of different things. If you want to just know more information about us and like what we're going to be doing or what's going on over, over in France for us, um, you can check out our website, which is down below. Um, or you can type in Google Whited Adventures, last name W-H-I-T-E-D, Whited Adventures. Um, you, know, you can check that out. Um, there's a, a newsletter link there if you want to find out uh, what's, what we've been up to recently. We send a newsletter out every quarter. Uh, we were not going to spam your mailbox with a bunch of stuff or anything. And there's, if you have a heart for France and the people of France and seeing the church grow over there in such a, a country that has not had revival in such a long time, that they need it. Um, you can, you can donate to that and help us to get there so we can excel that mission for God's revival in that country. A side note to that is that we've been working on some projects recently. And one of those projects is a worship album that we're about to release and let out. Um, it's part of, um, our ministry is that we make worship, we create it, and we release it for other people and for the church, the body of Christ. Um, so it brings healing and deliverance to people. Um, and one of the things that we look forward to doing later on is we're going to be trying to write worship music in French when we get over to France. Um, so that'll be released soon. It'll be up on iTunes, um, Spotify, and such. Go and check that out. It'll be under uh, Revelation Worship. 
gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into the Made to Rain podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you want to go a little bit deeper, go ahead and check us out at madetorain.org. Again, that's madetorain.org. There you'll be able to find more resources, podcast episodes, and other videos that are just going to help you on your walk with Christ. Guys, all we want to do is engage you where you are. We want to empower you with truth and encourage you on your walk with Christ. If you want to submit some questions, I'd encourage you to get on Instagram at made to rain. Send us a DM with your questions. I'm always asking our followers if there's any questions that they want to submit and we get them on here, guys. We've done a couple shows like that and it's been awesome. I love getting your feedback. Also, you can go on the website, find the questions tab and submit your questions there. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, continue to march. Thank you.